friends, and welcome back to another very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast with your host, Jamie and Mark. This episode, we'll be talking about final battle reactions, all things Continental Classic, and catching up on WWE and the progression in the Bloodline story. A little bit of WWE, not a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot of wrestling this week. There's been a lot of wrestling every week, and uh, Tony Khan had an interview, and he said something about that, like... You have to be a very special individual to be a wrestling fan because you have to be a wrestling fan 52 weeks out of the year. You don't just right. take a week off from wrestling right. once you like get into it. Yeah, once you get into it, it's so hard to get In away WWE, from it. WWE, they always do like, oh, it's the season premiere and it's just the next year. It's the next calendar exactly. year of it. I mean, we even do this, this podcast. This is the second calendar year of coffee and wrestling, so it's season two. But you have to be. This never ends. Regard. Yeah, it's, it's not like you get a, you know. <laughs> It's season 15 and it ends and you're like, oh, cool. We got, uh, you know, nine more months until we see anything. This is an every week thing. And exactly. That's, that's, also where one of the, that's also where one of the difficult parts of professional wrestling comes in is that you're telling <laughs> stories 52 weeks a year. You know right. what I mean? There's no break. There's no, okay, well, we've got the next two months off. Let's let our our guys heal or our gar- girls heal and let's you know sit down and develop a good storyline right it doesn't work like that no, it's a pro- it's, it's, progressive story that's developing every day more and more and more right it's got to be exhausting for tony khan i mean no days off i know right and with he's got AEW, he's got, Hot, he's got three me. shows then plus you got ring of honor they've oh, got, he's got the know, jaguars too and you got the jaguars <laughs> he's got fulham um he's, he does have his plate pretty full and i mean but he, they speaking of like of Having this storyline, like I think they've done a really good job with the Ring of Honor recently, especially with you know Billy Starks and Athena, this whole minion thing, and Athena being like in charge of her and yeah, training her, even and, Lexi Nair being a part of it. Yeah, and it's all built up into the main event of of Ring of Honor's you know uh, I almost said full year final battle pay per view, which is touted as like their it's it's Ring of Honor's like WrestleMania. It's their biggest pay per view of their of their you know yearly pay-per-view you know cycle um and i think they did i think this was honestly we've always talked about the the one match at the top of the card of your biggest pay-per-view has got to be the one that you've got your most time and effort in and i really think that that was the storyline of this year like this calendar year of, of ring of honor was billy starks being under the wing of athena oh absolutely um but I, I think Ring of Honor's done a great job with doing that, and I think this final battle pay per view was great from I, from it, beginning. It, to I end. absolutely agree. And nice thing about Ring of Honor is they don't have a lot of pay per views throughout the year, right. so when they do them, they really go all out, and it's everybody giving it a hundred percent because they want to obviously make a good impression, mm-hmm. move up to you know being on television. That's a great way to be able to do it. I feel like everybody always gives their. 100% when it comes to right. these Ring of Honor pay-per-views and and Final Battle definitely did not deliver or definitely did deliver in that category. Well, I know we were just talking about the main event, Billy Starks and Athena, but we'll get back to that. Uh, that's going to have to have its own little segment anyways. Um, but I got to talk about that six-man, uh, the survival of the fittest for the ROH television championship that Samoa Joe vacated not too long ago. Yep. I, super when, fun when we first because i mean everybody always fantasy books this shit so as soon as all they finally announced uh brian keith is that his name yes brian keith uh was the sixth participant 
You know, we we sat there and were like, okay, well, who's going to win this? And of course, yeah, just the speculation between the two of us. My heart instantly goes to Dalton Castle. Anytime Dalton Castle's in something, I don't give you a talk shit. Television, talk Dalton Castle. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He's, He's the most money. the most entertaining thing, the most beautiful thing that's on your television at any time, at any <laughs> point, and like every Thursday, he's on there. Um, but I picked him, and then I picked the only reason I even picked Kyle Fletcher was because when he came out, he had a completely different look. wasn't was wearing great. his United Empire garb. He wasn't no, he was throwing up. Red. wasn't throwing up the hands. He was wearing red. He had some like. Like crisscross shit on his on his upper. Uh, it was body. like lightning bolts that were coming from like down from like his face or something. Yeah, like, onto his chest. It looked really cool. And he I'm had not, something written on his back. I'm pretty sure it was a Run the Jewels lyric. What? I think it was he. I, I know, and I know it, not that it's their lyric, but it was something like uh, "Whose head holds the crown" or something like that. Okay. You, you know what song I'm talking okay. about? The one uh, talking about his grandmama. Yeah. Um, grandmama. So I think it was an. Uh, I think it was a Run the Jewels reference. They but always yeah, hit the Run the Jewels really, reference. A really different like Sick. look to him, you know what I mean? And yeah. Was, oh, and a different theme song too. And it made sense storyline, like you said, <laughs> to give him the title. You've got him in the you know the Callis family, mm-hmm. and he's kind now of he's like, going to bring this back to AEW right. programming where he's on TV. The the Callis the Don Callis family is able to come out with a higher reputation oh their value is just increased yeah because you have a champion exactly so i think that was a really really smart move the only thing i worry about is that you have a lot of roh championships that aren't necessarily on people that wrestle in roh so hopefully they will do something with that tag team champions. Obviously they have to wait on that. Well, I think MJF I, is hurt. I think, but you know is, what I mean. I hope they don't do that to too many people. Right. And those belts are like unattainable, kind of like what WWE has done with NXT. They brought the women's tag t- uh, titles up, and now just they're gone. eliminated them all together. Now they're just gone. So well, I think this gives gives uh, like Kyle Fletcher is a perfect example. It gives him an opportunity to get the experience of TV time to where he's... Yep. Singles TV time, Right, too. right. He's wrestling as a champion, the top of the pile in ROH, so that he gets a better, you know, amount of experience. And so eventually, when after a few months, when you fi- have him drop the TV title to someone else, you bring him back into the fold in AEW, and now he is a more tuned-up individual. He's mm-hmm. not... He's more tuned to ha- being on television and being, yep. you know, facing toward hard cam to do certain yeah. things. And you you raise his stock by keeping him as a champion, and and, and AEW is already inflated as is. So you're trying to stuff as much as you can on TV. If you take one of your guys, you're trying to not to make sure it doesn't get lost in the shuffle like so many people have. He's active on Ring of Honor. Granted, yes, doesn't get as much as exposure, but like I said, gets the experience <laughs> and gets enough exposure that he's still relevant in AEW when right. he comes back into the fold that people exactly. are like, oh, he just exactly. dropped his title and he's and former a- or former Ring of Honor TV champion. Right. And again, it just raises their stock. And exactly. you can do that. Like Athena, I think, is another perfect example. I think at this point, we need to bring her back into the AEW fold. Right. But I, I, look how much her stock has risen it really since has. they dropped her it really from has. AEW into Ring of Honor. And, and I want to go back to Kyle Fletcher real quick. That's another great thing for Kyle Fletcher personally not just having that championship but also having maybe more respect from don Callis now because right. he's kind of the one that gets like kind of beat around yeah you yeah. know like he's, he's the, the he's young the boy. boy he's the young yeah. well, I mean, he is he's the he's the least experienced he is the newest to the team 
He's the one that really needed to prove himself to join. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was like, oh, well, it's a no-brainer. Come on in here. You know right. what I mean? But, now he's coming back with a belt. Right. now, And again, he's, his value has increased to not just the TV product, but now to Don Callis. Now yep. he knows he can trust uh, Kyle Fletcher. And not just that, storyline-wise, now Don Callis has a, a little bit of a caveat to where he's like, well... If you weren't with me, Kyle Fletcher, you wouldn't sure. have won or had the yeah. opportunities. Same like, thing he did to Kenny. You. Exactly. Same thing he's doing to Keshta. Same thing he's doing to yep. everybody he's doing with. You wouldn't have that if it wasn't for me. Plus, you got uh, Will Ospreys always under the employment of, right. you know, Don so, Callis for the right money. Yeah. Well, in establishing Kyle Fletcher as a singles competitor, I think, is a really, really important thing because he can always come back to being in tag team action. Right. That probably comes very natural to him. But before Will Ospreay gets in, I think this is a really good move to establish that with Kyle so that you know who he is Mm -hmm. so he doesn't fall under... Will Ospreay's wing not that he's not anywhere near as good as him he's definitely very great as far as wrestling goes but Will is a superstar and I think that that might happen uh, to Kyle if it wasn't for something like that that shadow of him to where you've got the main guy and his other guys that are also a tag team yeah Yeah, no it it happens yeah Yeah, and I think this is uh, this can also set up something so that because I know uh Mark Davis is going to be out for a long enough time that yeah. this singles run could last up to Such six months. Bummer. And, it, you know, and once that six months is over, you pull him off a of TV, let the, the heat die off on him. And then all of a sudden you have him uh-huh. come back as, Ozzie, Ozzie, Ozzie. Exactly. as a face, you know, with Aussie open. So I, 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 I was really surprised they really went this route just because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not expecting a lot from ring of honor and Tony Khan's uh, methods of madness sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but this he one, made the right decision. I, this one was 100 percent a right decision. The yeah. match was spectacular. It was. Um, I, everybody did great. There wasn't somebody that was holding everybody back. No. Every single person did great. Now here we go. Like you just said, Brian Keith is now fighting his second match of the night. Right. Yeah. In this he, in this match because he won earlier against Jack Cartwheel in the pre-show. Right. And right. then ends up to, uh, wrestling later on Collision. Yeah, later that week matches. against Brian Daniels. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. Sorry, I just Orange read that Cassidy name. For Orange Cassidy for the, uh, the international title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a I, week for him! It just so everybody yeah, he got a really, great week. Everybody really did well. The one Lee thing Johnson on Twitter, looks great. the one thing I saw on Twitter was everybody was very upset that <clears> that there was never uh, a Brian Keith is all elite uh, graphic. So I don't know if he's part of AEW yet or Ring of Honor or what the deal is. But well, you know um, what? Sometimes that takes a little bit of time. Maybe they they offered him a contract and he was like, maybe I need to go home well, I mean, and talk with my family or well, something. I mean, not just you know? that. The reception was good enough. So I'm sure AEW is yeah. at least if they haven't offered something, yeah. they can at least be like, well, we'll keep keep him on the radar. Yeah. You know I mean? Tony Khan invested in the, in the Paul Wall song. So, you know, oh my God, Paul Wall. Shout out to Jamie Wilbrock. Uh, but yeah, we had who was even there was Dalton Castle Commander. Lee Moriarty, Lee Johnson, Brian Keith, and uh, of course the winner Kyle Fletcher. Again, Everybody all six did of great. These guys I think great. Dalton went out first, if I'm not mistaken. No, I was it. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that Dalton was the first. I know he person. was early. I know he was early, and that was like mm-hmm. one of the more surprising things when he went out. Yeah, so you knew for sure it wasn't going to be him. It kind of put like that into perspective of right. oh, somebody else is going to win this. Right. So uh, don't know where Dalton going here, but I think, super I think excited. I'm for Kyle. really hoping we're going to see like a heel run with Dalton Castle because he's getting to that point where he's. He's so frustrated with losing, and uh-huh. he's so frustrated with continually being, yeah. you know, not as a good representative of, of what he keeps t- sure. touting he is. He broke his back for this company. He broke his back for this company, for you that know? championship, you know what I mean? And now he can't even win, uh, you know, a six-way elimination match. 
Uh-huh. You know, and I He got cheated out of it, but nonetheless. I mean, yeah, yeah, but still. He still didn't come but home still, with the bacon with the boys. That's you know? what I mean. I think it's starting to wear down on him. I think he's he, we're gonna start seeing a little bit more of a angrier, broodier, you know, maybe not as as sparkly and nice Dalton Castle. I mean, all those fucking birds are mean as shit when you really want to piss them off. <laughs> yes, that is very true. <laughs> uh, been chased by a goose. I have never been chased by a goose. Now, but honest to God, I don't know if it's because we live in Florida and I've lived here right. my whole entire life. People have always told me, don't go into the water. There's right. alligators. And don't mess with the with the geese. Right. I got chased by the worst bird that's ever you could ever be chased by. It was a fucking Canadian goose. Okay. One of the, And it was like the cliche brown, white, and black one. Where were you? I was, I was up on my dad's house in Sandown and I was okay, in a graveyard. Right. <laughs> Right, because there's the elementary school, there's the library, and then there's a graveyard. So I would be at nice and, and across the street from my, <laughs> nice rounded up across the street circle. from the elementary school was my babysitter. Okay, so I would just take my bike, and she would say, you know, go to the school, go to the cemetery, and just ride your bike. And so we would ride our bikes in the cemetery. In the cemetery, okay. And of course, I, I, this was like I don't know, I was probably like ten. Okay, so I don't know any better riding our bikes around. Like, oh look, geese. So we rode by them, and they're all honking at us, and we're like, duh, stupid geese. Yeah, and I'm then, on a bike. I can know. And, you know, know so we you. get closer at them, and this thing's like flaring his, his <laughs> you know, wings up at us. So we stop laughing at him, and and then we realize the goose is really going to try and fuck us up as he's chasing us. So, yeah, we got me and my buddy Justin uh, from way, way back got chased through a, a cemetery by a Canadian goose, and it was one of the most terrifying things of my life back then. Thank you for that. I don't yes. think I've ever been attacked by an animal. I've got Count pic- my blessings. I've got a picture of you with a bunch of birds on you. I felt like I had been attacked. <laughs> so there's a, a theme park in Florida, Bush Gardens. If you know, you know. Um, they were yeah. doing like this dinosaur themed event. And uh, Mark and I had just started dating. And I we wanted to bring Mark's daughter to this like dinosaur exhibit thing that they were having. And before we went in there, we went to bird like, sanctuary. Yeah, like a bird sanctuary thing. You can like, I don't know. How could that like, go? You go, go through wrong. it so quickly. Like I didn't really think to like process it, but you can spend like I don't know, fifty cents a dollar and get like some bird seed and right. stick your hand out. And the birds come. Well, yeah. if you really sit down and think about it for it's more just, than fifty it's seconds, it's just like Dalton Castle. He pulls the bird feed out, oh, and 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 exactly. the boys flocked you, but it wasn't boys. I had like ten birds on my arm, and they oh, yeah, all just landed. Multicolored and they all parrots at me and birds. And I started and... to just absolutely lose my mind. That yeah. was a really funny moment. There's a picture of her. She's she's got uh, like five birds on both arms, two on each shoulder. One is standing on top of her head. <laughs> they were, yeah, they're starting to get in my hair. <laughs> and the, in the face of panic, is just it's gold. I'll never. I will not post it, but it's. it's... I was going to say if I find it, I'll, I'll okay, one thousand percent post it. Post it. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> All right, but enough about birds and geese. Well, I guess geese are birds. Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so 20 years ago, I don't know if it was like to the day exactly, but at final battle, um, Brian Danielson had a match with Jay Briscoe and to honor not only that classic match between them, but also the dog collar match that had happened one year ago between FTR and the Briscoes. Uh, there was a match Plus, between. Obviously, we we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of his passing. Yeah, unfortunately, so um, th- they did not disappoint. Definitely in this match, when FTR t- and Mark Briscoe took on Blackpool Combat Club, and that was 
um, Brian Danielson, them, yeah. Claudio Castagnoli, and John Moxley, right. who I don't think has ever actually done a televised ROH show before. So that was really cool. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, because usually it would just probably be Wheeler. I mean, right, right. But to actually have John there was really cool. Um, they did a they did a hell of a match. It was awesome. It was definitely a really really good. I mean, you would expect a hard hitting match between these guys. I don't think any of these guys are worried about right. getting hurt or bleeding or having right, right. staples or stitches or whatever it needs. But it kind of like ended weird there for a second. It was a double I, count I, out. Well, I have a, I have a comment about that. Yeah, this is the, yeah, please. It, it's the it's the the Jay Briscoe fight without honor, right? Like, and I thought that the whole idea with a fight without or like fight without honor means they're it's without honor there's no there's no dq there's sure. no rope breaks there's no i thought that's what it was so when no count out yeah no count out so when they said that it was a double count out i was i was, was super really confused, confused. Yeah. i was like wait they, i thought those were in the rules the bell rung and i thought maybe like somebody got pinned and we didn't see it because it's one of those matches and we talk about this a lot where aw has so much going on right so many people so you can only focus on two to four guys at one time yeah when you have three separate fights happening and only mm-hmm. one tv camera can really be the prominent angle. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to catch everything. Exactly. And, you know, you're trying to like, oh, they're doing this move over here, and this guy's setting up for over here, and it's very difficult to to catch up to it. So we thought it was one of those. It was like, oh, it's another, you know, somebody got pinned, somebody yeah. tapped. I don't know. Something somebody happened. Didn't hit so. the right button, and we didn't see the right camera angle. And then it, it was, I don't know, it was just really weird the way they ended it, especially with it being such like a. A prolific match for honoring sure. somebody's life for it to go like that they just didn't seem right and then they just came out and we're like nah just we're gonna restart or jay or uh it was mark, mark he was like it. he grabbed the microphone I, don't, I think it was paul turner yeah was the referee he's like i don't know who the fuck you think you are they restarted <laughs> but re, the match. you need to restart that match and this time you know no disqualification so anything so. goes and then yeah. and then of course everything went off the rails and of course nobody said anything about anything goes until now but for some reason, John Moxley still had a fork in his pocket. So that means that man walked around for however long and then walked out there with intentions to use that fork anyways. Kind of seems like he always just has a fork just in case. Do you think that's his that's his thing? Like he just I, I, John's mm. always got a fork. in his Yeah, pocket. John always has a fork. Why? I don't know. John just got a fork. in his Some pocket. people carry hot sauce or like, I don't know, yeah, weird they, things in their purse. But but yeah, they came out with tacks. They came out with tables. They came out. There was a couple mm-hmm. good spots. This match was really good. It was really. I think it was a really good homage to uh, to Jay Briscoe and exactly. the the style of his wrestling, to where it wasn't mm-hmm. a you know all body slams and and you know arm bars. It was a lot of I'm gonna throw you through everything and make you bleed and make mm-hmm. it really look like you hurt yourself this this time around. Yeah, Jay took another like gnarly hit off of the the top rope off. I don't know if he went through a table again, but it was very reminiscent of the the dog collar match that right. FTR and the Briscoes had. So he took a couple gnarly bumps. It was great. Thankfully, you know, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have felt right unless FTR and and Mark won it. Oh yeah, for sure. You for know, sure. Mark, Mark ended up getting the win over getting actually pinned Brian Danielson. Right. So that's always good. But he's got a uh he's got a match coming up this week against Jay Lethal in the Continental Classic. So uh, he's he, he even shook hands with him. Basically said, you know, we're we ain't got nothing to win out of this, but we ain't got nothing to lose out of this either. So it's it's one hundred percent just for honor. But yeah, it was real good, real good dedication to Jay Briscoe. Good to see that they're keeping they're keeping going. that memory alive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and again, rest in peace, him. Coming up on one year of uh, his death, or I think at this point we're probably already at it. I don't know the exact date, but sad, sad time. But good to see a little bit of a little bit of 
light at the end of a sad tunnel. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we get into the main event of Final Battle, I have to take a moment to talk about the match between Ethan Page and Tony Nese. Yes, this was my psychic moment. You had a moment, and I really was. I was like, what in the absolute shit? I am the mark of all marks. (laughs) I know when shit's going to happen before anybody else does. I mean, I I don't know. I'm sure you guys, when you watch all the pay-per-views, you can't help but feel like, okay, this person's going to run out, or this thing's going to happen. But before we get into that, I am a college-educated man. I am smarter than all of you. Ethan Page, I have a a technical degree. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Uh, Tony Nese, like, like Ethan tec- Page. On, I feel like a technical degree is like, well, technically, I, I, I have gonna a say, degree. I technically have a degree. Um, Tony Nese. Wow. Speaking of better than you. Egon Page. God. Wow. God, I don't know. Tony Nese is... Tony, okay, listen. Tony Nese is, is a slab of pure man meat that I uh, wish... For sure. I wish on my worst day I looked half as good as what Tony Nese's body does from the <laughs> neck down. And I say neck down, not beard down. That man's beard's got, he's trash. Um, <laughs> your boy's Ethan got a Page. much better beard. Ethan Page uh, has Ethan been Page training is... with a personal trainer. He's definitely cut a well, we've, lot of weight. We've had a, like, incredible. We've got a nice little, you know, not a personal experience, but we started fall when we got into AEW, we started like, okay, if we're going to watch this, you know, this other program that we've never heard of, that we've never watched before, you know, it, I want to get involved with some of the wrestlers. I want to see what they're up to. And, you know, this is the day and age of social media and vlogs. And, right. okay, well, let's let's get on YouTube. We were already on YouTube. Let's check out a couple of these wrestlers. Let's see, you know, what they're like and, you know, a little bit more about them so we understand the product and the people that we're watching. Invest ourselves in the things that yeah. we're watching. It's amazing if people do that with, with, with <laughs> even professional so wrestling. You could, like, look at it objectively and be like, oh, well, he's not a complete asshole. Um but, and, and Ethan Page was one of them that he was doing a lot of, uh, you know, his own life blogs and on the road blogs. And he does all these the toy hunt blogs. Yeah, the toy hunts. Uh, and we kind of, for a good couple, like, I don't know, like nine months, a year, year and a half, we like really like followed him every week. It was it was these videos. You know, we weren't religious about it, but we always made sure that if we, had, if we had our moments where we were able to sit down and, and waste 30, 40 minutes, an hour on YouTube that, you know, we'd, we'd catch what was going on with Ethan. Um, so to see him build up into Ring of, one of Ring of Honor's like mainstays, mm-hmm. you know, moving to the United States, yeah, and and really like transforming himself into what he's yeah. become now, yeah. it, it was good Putting to in see. The work. It was good to see that he was in a match in in a pay per view that wasn't just it's a singles match on the pre show. Right. It was one of my favorite matches. It really was. And Tony Nese is an amazing performer. They're I I don't mean so to like not talk great. up Tony Nese either. No, I love Tony Nese. I'm a really, really, really big fan of Tony Nese. Big meaty we, men. We he's got not even to that see big. he's just meaty. He's huge. Meaty man. We we again, if you if if you didn't know, we got to be a part of uh, quite a few Ring of Honor uh live yes. events here in uh Florida at Universal Studios. We got to see him live in person. It's crazy. We've talked about it before, but to see like some people live in person, like he's a big dude, but like Brian Cage. Brian Cage is <laughs> Brian, Brian Cage. Brian is stands out. Massive. <laughs> I he's like, so oh. much bigger in person than he looks on TV. Do you think he was as big as that guy that we saw at the beach that one day with the thong? What a couple weeks ago we went oh, to go yeah. see have a sweet moment and see the sunset. I walked out and I thought this guy was just butt. Naked. Yeah, story, he had one of those like sideway thong we things. Went, we went and had we really the kids uncomfortable. Off. We we're gonna have a romantic <laughs> evening watching the sunset. You know, the drive up there's a little bit long. 
you know, and so we were able to sit there and chit chat and do our little. God, I sound like my mother when I say that. Chit-chat. We were able to talk on the way up there, and it was real nice. And we get up to the beach, find a <laughs> find a killer parking spot. It's a dope parking spot. There's like we're right by where we're, where we're gonna sit. And, and we're right by the exit. So when we go to leave, we just back out, back on the road, we're gone. Like some dad shit. We get there and we pull in. And as soon as we pull in, there is this mammoth man of a piece of meat who stands Definitely a bodybuilder. Like you're talking like Grand Theft Auto 5, like <laughs> on the beach, like in, like in a mankini that is three sizes too small. And this dude's like crisp, like, like tan to the perfection of oh, like yeah. he's rotated every 15 minutes for 45 he's, hours he definitely hit the armpits and the hands dude's like. massive but brian cage puts that guy to fucking shame oh yeah that guy made me so uncomfortable because i had to walk past him i had already started to walk so like what do you do you have to walk past him and like how could i not look i know i, I mean, had to look that's why he does that so he, so you look at him like he's so uncomfortable I'm sure he is too like it, it probably it, it probably is a really difficult time for him to wipe his ass when he shits <laughs> I'm just saying that's a lot of muscle. Who Brian Cage? I'm sure Brian Cage has maybe not issues, but it's it's an adaptation thing. You know what I mean? Your yeah. arms and your pecs and your delts they go so they get so big. Like it's just physics. Like you can't that you mass doesn't move out of the way, but it won't fucking move. And it must be like you. He, he I guarantee he's a reach through the legs. Yeah, wiping his ass. He probably just hitting yells himself at in the it. balls with his and gives him poo on his nuts. Oh no, that backsplash. Uh, this this podcast is going in a direction, <laughs> isn't it? We have. It is like 60% wrestling and about 40% yep. whatever in God's name is going on in our All heads All of the right random now. places in Florida that we've been to. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of those random places. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, right. Sketchy places Ethan in Florida Page. that you've been to. Ethan Page. Ethan I'm, Page. I'm bringing this, I'm bringing this just train rack right back on track. Ethan Page ended up defeating Tony Nese in an I Quit match. In probably one of his best matches that they, that he has had. I since genuinely think it was AEW my favorite slash ROH. Uh, hopefully, we see him at least a little bit more featured on Ring of Honor, if not as well on AEW. Because at the end of it, Tony Nese attacked, and I had my psycho moment, my psycho moment, my psychic, psychic. moment. Uh, and I said, "You know, it'd be cool." Jamie looked at me. She said, "What?" And I said, "If Scorpio Sky would come back and help him." And I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." Jamie's like, "Yeah, that would be neat." <laughs> And then his music Reach, started playing. Florida Sky. <laughs> the man came out and saved the man. Oh, so good. So Scorpio Sky is back. He even said he's back. He looked at the camera and he said, hey, I'm back. That's how you know for That's sure how you know. a wrestler is back I don't know. is when they say they're back. I don't know. Thunder Rosa said she's back. And then she just came back this week on Collision. So it's been only been like go. nine months. She's like the veer of AEW Collision. <laughs> just Thunder Rosa is coming. That's no, that's Soon. that's the spicy Soon. link she's got now. Oh God! Um, but thank God, Ethan so, Page yeah, won. Is that I quit ROH? I mean, that's not AEW too. No, no, that's I quit the match. I mean, he's got Mark Sterling on his side. I'm sure he'll figure out. Oh some yeah, way to get him he's, up, he's, got, he's got a he's got an ironclad contract, as they say in the biz. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ethan Page gets a win. Thank God, because we wouldn't be able to to have T-shirts large enough for Tony Nese's ego if he actually won that match. <laughs> uh, no another, pun intended. The other one we're talking about with uh, Final Battle, Ring of Honor, Women's World Championship, Athena defeating Billy Starks to retain the title. Spoilers, sorry if you didn't watch it too fucking bad. What a goddamn banger. And before you even get into the match, you have to acknowledge Athena always coming out with the super awesome gear. 
dressed up like Bane. Bane, original Bane, not the fucking I come from a dark place down under. <laughs> I, we're talking fucking like Batman Beyond, the mask looking like a spawn reject mm-hmm. with the fucking bright green tubes coming out of his back, going into his butthole, when pumping she, him up with all kinds of trembolone. Uh, like, she ooh, had to so wear good. she had to wear like a face mask over her, her broken nose just to keep to protect herself like Cody Rose style. Yeah, when he was in WWE, and Have you seen I, I didn't that notice. Footage? What's up? Have you seen the fan footage of her getting her shit kicked in? Oh, actually getting hurt? Or no. kicked in? No. Or like, uh, it's oof. No. Oof. I just saw Woo. it. I didn't see the fan footage. At any rate, um, Girl, she was wearing. Hurt. Yeah, I bet. She was wearing like green, like glittery eyeshadow underneath right. the mask. I saw a picture of her when she actually won the championship. She was wearing that green makeup. Oh, no way. Kind of like a tie into when she had won it exactly a right, year ago, right. that final bottle. That's awesome. What a champion. Oh, and like so she good. is such a good match. She is a workhorse. I mean, she is similar to Orange Cassidy this year of just constantly defending that title. Oh, 100%. Uh, constantly having proving ground matches. I think it's like 30 something yep. matches she's had to to defend that title. Right. That's incredible. 100% so. probably one of the most dominant women of 2023. One of the most dominant wrestling. wrestlers, honestly. I'm just saying. Like, I, well, think yeah, about no. that. No, no, I, That's I agree. A lot. But I'm just saying, of 2023, she has got to be one of the one of the top performing women. If not, she's got to be in the top five. Absolutely. And I'm talking fight, going against WWE, AEW, GCW, yeah. MLW. Fucking oh yeah, NJPW, she's up there with Julia. Stardom. Like, oh yeah. She has absolutely, every time she is in a match, she has delivered. Every time you and I have watched one of her matches, uh-huh. we have been on the she edge doesn't of miss. seat. She, oh no. She, you can tell she practices and she gives everything and she cares so much. Like she loves this sport. You know, she tries to pay homage to, to people that she, right. she loves that are wrestlers and really cares about the time and the accuracy she puts into doing the moves correctly. And you can tell that her and Billy worked really hard to, to hit well, some of Billy's these moves. I think Billy's the same way. I think if you go yeah. back and look through her catalog of matches at sure. a, a young age, even before she was legally supposed to be doing this, she has put everything she can into it. Yeah. Every time she walks out, I mean, every t- that that uh, curb stomp Blake Christian hits her with on the uh, in GCW. GCW oh yeah. my god! Like, there's a type of individual that will go out there and sell it so much just to put the match over. Right. And Billy Starks is one of them. Athena is one of them. There's like a slew of them on Ring of Honor, and it just it, putting. Somebody like Athena and putting somebody like Billy Starks, who both cares about this this sport and cares yeah, about so the much. art of it and cares about women's wrestling and cares about yeah. Ring of Honor wrestling and cares about being on the main event of a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They've they, never done that for Final Bottle, a women's ma- uh, main event. Right. And, and to give these two that care so much in that fashion that platform and say, hey – Go have a good match. Like, goddamn, no wonder it was such a good match between well, these Well, and they two. know that Athena can can deliver because her and Willow were the yep. main event of another, I think, the last Willow's, Ring of Honor. Willow's another one that will just put, like, and, and a thousand the percent. Pun, but pull her balls out and just walk around like, I'm, I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm the shit. Hit me with that because I'm the shit. Yep. I'll make you look better. I'm going to make myself look yep. good. I loved it. And honestly, even though it was in Athena's hometown, I genuinely thought Billy was going to win it. I, okay, I don't mind that Athena retained. I just, man, I wish she would have won. I wish Billy Starks, it would have been a nice passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. It would have been a great, like, start for somebody like billy starks who has such yep. a bright future 19 in front of her. she's been going to ring of honor matches since she was like nine years old right 
Like I, I, but I understand why they didn't. I still think she might be in the category of too young and too inexperienced uh-huh. to put the world title. Yeah, that's on a her. big, big step for right. anybody who takes that spot after Athena. Let me look at Soraya when she when she made it to uh, SmackDown main roster uh, as Paige. Her first match, she won the she won the title. Yeah. That's and, legendary. But, and look, but but look what it did for her. It, it elevated right. her instantly to where you're like, oh shit, this girl's like what? That's huge. That's that is legendary. But at the same, it happens to so few people. Even though it was that shitty Divas Championship with the oh, butterfly yeah. on it. But it's still it was <laughs> it was still you know the 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 value of it was still there. It was the right. top women's right. title. And unfortunately, she you, you sometimes then. will have that happen where you're like, oh, here's this new guy that I or new girl that I want to put the company's shoulders mm-hmm. on. Or put them on their shoulders, and you give them the strap, and it's like, and you're like, oh no, like it doesn't it go over, work. and it'll bury somebody. How many times mm-hmm. have we seen somebody come out of the gate I mean, and God, get the championship? And, I hate and to the see fans it. are just like, this is garbage. We don't. I want have this. a great example here, and again, I hate to put people under the under the bus, but uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. I was so excited when she fought Britt, and the first time I thought she was going to win. They had what was it a, a cage match? determined oh who was going to win and Thunder Rosa won. I was so excited. It was I was such a good so match. over on Thunder Rosa and then they just did nothing. And obviously things happen backstage, you know, it is what it is, but Rumors the, about the, the sandbagging and yada yada. It just tanked. It yeah, just, it just didn't do go that well tanked. and then she had the injury and she was the champion just wasn't active for months on end and yep. then she ended up dropping the title and Jamie Hader was just it, it was it was, it was a mess. It really it really whether it was malicious intent by anybody or it was anything like that, it just kind of sucked. So yeah, when when something like that happens, it, it it can really suck the air out of out of an individual, and it takes a long time for them to be able to come back. And I mean, Thunder Rosa is coming back, and obviously she got a good reaction mm-hmm. from the Texas sure. crowd. But this is, that's also she's home, from Texas. That's all. Yeah, it's a homegrown crowd, so you know you yep. never know when she goes out to. You know, Connecticut. She goes right. out to L.A. She goes exactly. out to Colorado. Are, are people going to be as okay with her being right, back? Right, right. So we'll see when she comes back. But this match Team with Athena, Abaddon, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but Athena, Billy Starks, incredible. Definitely my match of the week. Incredible. It was. It, yeah. They they hit every 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 nail on the head with this match. Made both of them look good. Had you and I on the edge of our seats mm-hmm. numerous times. And this is, I think Athena's been wrestling for like 18 years. Wow. Yeah. So you have somebody who's so been wrestling for as, that. Yeah. As, as Billy's as been, been alive, alive, Athena's been wrestling. And, and Athena didn't look bad here, but Billy looked so good. Oh, yeah. She, it was, it proved she that she was moments. able to run with the big dogs. Yeah. She was able to run parallel. With, and, and you got to go back. If you watch this, you watched like the the way they ma- did, they told the story was it wasn't just a wrestling match between two women. It was a wrestling match between two individuals that had spent so much time with one another that one had learned so much from the other one right. that they both knew each other's mannerisms. So they were able to play that into their move set so that when one would strike. The other one would move out of the way in the right fashion, and they'd be able to strike, and that other person would be able to react, and it was a nice back and forth a handful of times to where it was like, these two women aren't just two opponents. These two women are are now opponents that were trained with one another, that learned from one another, you know what I mean? It was Who such knows you a, better than me? It was such a good dynamic to the match, and I, I don't know, I just, it, it's so good to see a good women's match on a top pay-per-view 
but not just because it's a women's match. Oh, because absolutely. Because it was worthy it of was the top justified. match. It was definitely justified. Well, not only that, uh, Tony Khan trying to put more women's wrestling uh, a little bit higher up on, on the value here. Uh, he came out and introduced a Ring of Honor women's television title uh, that hasn't come out yet because it's you know it was recorded after a collision this week. Um, but he came out, showed the belt to the audience, and that will uh, that episode will apparently debut this Thursday on Honor Club. Yeah, hopefully we get more details about that and who is going to be able to participate in this. Um, I don't know. We were just talking about there's not necessarily a lot of women I can think about that are in ROH. So hopefully this is a good opportunity. Like maybe they have some independent wrestlers that are coming in that they're thinking about signing. There's well, I mean, so had, many different people that they have that they can bring in. They had Vert Vixen. She was on yep. the pay-per-view. They had, uh, what was her name? Jasmine Allure. She's been on it. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got Trisha Dora. You've got uh, Diamante. You've got... Uh, there, there's a good Kira hand, Hogan. Kira Hogan. There's a lot. There's actually a good handful of mm-hmm. women, but I think what happens is they're cannon fodder for your Billy Starks, Athena, for your Chris yeah. Statlanders, for your yeah. Athenas, you know, and it, it, they just get lost in the shuffle. So maybe this this will bring a the a little bit more depth to the women's division because now you're going to have, like you said, uh, the people I listed plus maybe some more independent wrestlers to come in to see how, you know, have them test the waters, like a qualifier match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this gives the opportunity for Ring of Honor to be able to feature more women's wrestling because now you have two women's belts that you can have on your product every mm-hmm. week. So I think that's, I think it's going to be great. I think it's smart. I, it's going to be great. And, 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 you know, I think it's going to be good for AEW in, in the long run because now, not that Ring of Honor is a farm team for AEW, but it really can be utilized as such to where sure. you're you have a woman that comes up through the ranks gets the the tv title has a good storyline for six months and goes over real well and okay well maybe we'll bring in her into the with the world title yeah you know and build her up into what you want her to be and and bring her to the AEW fold That'd i mean look great. at the four horsewomen yeah absolutely you know i mean they they short of sasha banks but rumor are rumors are she's, she's going back, back to, wwe yeah. um but look what they did. They they formed them into what they wanted them to be, and they gave them the opportunities, and they flourished in it. And now they're t- they're top women in yeah. their main rosters. You exactly. Know I mean? There's so many people in the independent scene that would easily fit into a spot like this that maybe aren't you know showcased well. Like I don't know why Heidi right. Houser is the first person that came to my mind. Oh yeah, and, and, and there's been a, there's been a, a, a large amount of them that have have gone on AW Dark, a Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in squash matches during Dynamite and Collision and Rampage. Sure, uh, you might even see somebody from Impact or something. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, it's kind of the cool thing about uh, Tony Khan is he's kind of just kept the door open. Well, he's even said he's open to talking with anybody with promotion wise. Sure. So, well, one promotion he will not be talking to because it seems like the bridge is burning brighter and brighter between the two of them. <laughs> and I re- well, that's a whole like, again another podcast. That could be its own podcast. Show. Yeah. Um, WWE has had a couple of interesting ha- things happen over the past week. We had Raw and SmackDown this week. We we're building up to uh, what's the pay per view that's coming up? It's definitely it is Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble coming up. Royal that's Rumble's the next coming, one up that's coming up. Coming up in Tampa. Tamper, we've had uh, uh, pr- uh, promos between Seth Rollins and CM Punk, so it looks like we will be visiting that sooner than later. I know yes. CM Punk has teased uh, something about going after Roman Reigns, but then he kind of shifted gears and said, well, I'm going to go after possibly your title, Yes, because he said he's um, in, he put himself into the, yes. the Royal Rumble, he so he'll hand. be a part of it. Right. Um, interesting there, so we'll see where he's going to cash it in if he ends up winning. Uh, we also ended up having uh, finding out that our truth is not going to be in the Judgment Day. 
I, you know, I still honestly, have I, some faith I, that I'm, he I'm, can do it. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in WWE that they have... Uh, I think it's Damian Priest's fault. Actually, you know what? JD's been real lippy. I, even R-Truth said we need to get him out of the Judgment Day. He's right. But I see, I think I think Judgment Day is starting to get a little bit tired of uh, Damian Priest's BS. Uh, Rhea Ripley yeah. kind of called him out. He's he's kind of he said he's the leader, but he's, he's not like the leader. He's like a whiny little bitch, and I can only say that over a microphone in my own bedroom. Yeah, because, right. <laughs> uh, Damian Priest would tear me in half. Talk about uh, people I feel coming like I'm a from fairly ROH. tough guy, but I I don't know if I would be able to stand toe to toe with Damian no. Priest without losing it, all tall. of my teeth. <laughs> um, but yeah, our uh, truth, man. I I'm, I'm so happy he's back, but super disappointed that he's not going to be in Judgment Day. I feel like he would have really been able to bring an element to the Judgment Day that they're mm-hmm. missing. Um, that comedic element. He you just know needs I mean? to learn how to pick locks. I feel like, I feel like he could just like you know, swoon his way in there. You know, I'm sure he could have like got like this the uh, the janitor to like hand him his keys. I mean, he's our truth for Christ's sakes. Yeah, he's everybody a, loves. What our did truth. we hear the other day? He's like a sixty time. 24 yeah. 7 champion like <laughs> something what? absolutely ridiculous why, why have we not visited this why has the like it, this is a hall of fame run like this name me a single well, well let me take that back there's there's an njp title that i think has changed hands over a thousand times i watched a video on the other day that's insane it is it is it once won itself Oh, I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's 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 the <laughs> it is the I can't remember the t- the promotion, but so it's, it's like the heavy metal championship. Okay, and it it like it fell, and one of its straps fell on top, top of, of itself. itself and it's a pin, and the referee was there and pinned it. <laughs> so the champion was the belt itself. I don't know how many times the twenty four seven championship changed hands though, because I mean God Overall? That was a lot. That's just a Wikipedia page away. I mean you know that, right? Somebody out here has has the it's on the internet. Everything's on the internet. You guys realize I'm gonna PSA for everybody, this is a weird podcast tonight. Everything is on the internet. Everything you have ever done, said, it's on the internet. You just gotta Google it. You just gotta have the right keywords. It's really weird. It is really weird. Um, we also ended up seeing uh, Carmelo Hayes made his debut on debut maybe I, I think it's his debut on SmackDown as part of the United the, or the uh, United States Championship tournament. Uh, he actually ended up beating Grayson Waller, which be still my beating heart. I I anytime Grayson Waller fails a little bit, uh, exactly. Nice. Who doesn't matter who wins? It's oh, always 100%. a better thing. But one hundred percent, man, it was just so crazy to like see him on the main roster. It like felt kind of weird, especially against. Uh, Grace and Waller both coming from NXT, but it just I know. He's, Grayson, it was weird, he's but been it was on the good. Fucking roster for like three, four months, and Carmelo's just like, "Hey, what's up? I'm gonna bury you now." Thanks. Carmelo's too good. Carmelo's so good. If you're gonna get in his way, you need to be buried. That in- sorry, not sorry. This entire NXT like class that they've got going yeah, right now, it's so sick. good. I'm it's still sick. surprised they haven't moved Braun Breaker up. Uh, they just really wanted to push a lot with him, and they felt like they had a good storyline going with him, so they didn't want to move him up yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. I, Tiffany Stratton was like, "If I don't, if I'm not the best I can be, then I should stay right. in NXT and look where she got." Well, I mean, if Braun Woodley you know? got moved up, he wasn't going to have that t- that moment with Taker. Yeah, so Which maybe it worked like, I'm out. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, maybe it worked out for the that best. It was a really good moment that he had with Taker. You know, and maybe he he's gonna come up at, on his own time instead of without with a whole group of people. We were talking about the other day. Where's Apollo Cruz? I know. What the He's, hell happened? Uh, they brought is he him still up? a free agent? Or is he I don't know. Down? I thought he got drafted. I don't know. Everybody So, got you know, sometimes when it happens in this big group, you just get lost. So hopefully something will happen with him on his own. And this was a great way to bring Carmelo Hayes in. Oh, yeah. 100%. 
This week we saw the return of Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, and his little entourage of Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and of course, Paul Heyman. Uh, they did their thing. They've been kind of uh, a little bit irritated that Randy Orton's back, I guess. Uh, Daddy's home. Daddy's home. And he's making his, his uh, presence known. He came out and uh, kind of was fucking with the tribal chief. Of course, this is all after Roman Reigns made this big hubbub about his uh, the, the the guy that he's talking about is the one that's been there for him since day one. He's uh, un, unwavering commitment. He's dedicated and understands the bloodline. Oh, and mind you, Jimmy's in the back like, yep. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. He's, he's mm-hmm. smiling. Oh, yeah. I loved it. That's and me. WWE cut, That's this, me. cut this camera angle perfect. They had they had Roman Reigns in like that two-thirds of the camera, and they had Jimmy just over his left shoulder, just enough out of, out of focus to where you knew he wasn't the main shot, he, or he wasn't the topic of the main shot, but he was just enough to where you could see him like nodding his head going, yeah, yeah, I have been day one oos you know i've mm-hmm, been i've mm-hmm. been loyal i've been and he even like says jay or i'm sorry jimmy come make come congratulate or come help me congratulate your brother and basically labels him as the tribal prince the next the, the next in line the next in line the to heir. be the tribal chief wow and he said course, it about jay he said it about solo but he's never said it about jimmy right right and and before anything could happen you wow got randy orton comes out and it just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm instantly, God damn it, WWE, I'm instantly right me. back into the, into the Bloodline storyline. I want to know what's good. going on. This is good. This is really good, too. I God mean, damn it. Every time, every time I bitch, whine, and complain about the WWE, it's like, they're like a bad girlfriend. They're like a bad girlfriend. Like, they piss you off. They just, or a bad boyfriend. I don't want to be like a sexist kind of guy here. It's just a bad, a bad friend thing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're just, they piss you off. They piss you off so bad. You're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't so want to hear this. nothing I'm from I'm not you. interested. You, they go away for like three, four, five weeks, a month, two months. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm done. I'm over it. Even when they come back. I know right, they're coming back. Right. I am not going to call them. I'm but not going to even bother. And then they show up at the party they, you go to. They brought the Greek god Randy Orton sculpted out of marble. I know. And it's like. He's like, hey, what's up? Daddy's home. Here's an RKO. Here's an RKO for you. Here's an RKO for you. When he did that one on Nick Aldis, and he was like, oh, Oh, that one on Nick Aldis was so good. That was so good. I I popped so hard for that Nick Aldis RKO. Oh, my God. But they did. They brought me right back into that bloodline. They had Randy come out just talking his smack and knowing that he can back it up. I like Roman talking that smack, knowing he's got that that legendary championship run that can back it up. I thought we were going to go right into him and Cody again. I really did. I thought it was going to set it up for WrestleMania. I was really stoked Mm -hmm. when Randy Orton started saying something about Roman. I was like, cool, this is a good move. CM Punk in in Seth Rollins' sight is perfect. Uh, it's, It's lining up for... You know, some, some big oh, yeah. PLEs for sure. What I love, though, is the line that he hit. And I you could see it from a mile away, but it was just too good. It was when he, it, Randy brings up uh, Roman's title reign and he says, you've had a legendary run. And there's that that long pause as he's like looking out into the crowd, holding the mic. And he goes, but I'm the legend killer. So I'm I don't know when they're going to do this, if it's going to be at the Rumble or if it's going to be beyond that or what's going to happen but sure, i, I, can I wait am it out. super excited to be disappointed that roman reigns ends up beating randy orton at another premium live event uh but we also saw the return of la knight coming to help rko 
uh, after he got outnumbered by the bloodline at the end of his match between him and Jimmy. Uh, and just Which of course, he'd ended up winning. Oh, of course. And right when you think, oh, this is it, this is the end of the thing, all of a sudden a surprise return. We had talked about, I think, the last podcast, I don't remember, uh, I almost said AJ Lee. AJ mm. Styles yeah. makes Again, his return. Again, looking cut. To, oh, yeah. everybody's Good for looking, these guys. I think everybody knows they got to step their game up. They're looking yeah. at Drew McIntyre, and they're going, man, that man's walking around without a shirt on, and he's just, uh-huh. his, you know, he's on the roster all the time. I'm yep. making my return. i got to do a couple extra curls, a couple extra bench presses. It helped. You know. For some um, reason, he ended up attacking Randy Orton and just walking off. That was kind of weird. No, he ended up attacking... Um, L.A. Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Randy Orton was just, like, just staring at him like, like what? why'd you do that Yeah, for? I don't know why he did that and just walked right past uh, all of the bloodline and went to the back. Right, so we see AJ, AJ Lee, God damn it, AJ Styles is back. Yeah, and that's probably uh, in the cards, Randy too. Orton Let's be is real. back. Uh, I mean, yeah, at this point, what, I mean, what, they need more money? That's why not, right? Another topic for another why podcast. Not? Hey, and for the random shinfo, um, I did look into... The WWE 24-7 title to see how many times it did change. Do that fact checking. Yes. Uh, officially changed 202 times between 57 wow. different people with R-Truth having a 54, okay. 54 time champion with the and the longest reign, nice. combined reign, at 425 days. Hall of Fame bound. Everybody 100%. loves R-Truth. 100%. Oh, yeah. I've heard Everybody. even 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 outside of kayfabe, I've heard that he's yeah, one of the be- one of the most amazing guys. Everybody on their roster. in the back loves him. Yeah, I mean, and he looks great. He yeah. has barely aged a day. He gets better every time, every year. Uh-huh. He gets a year. He doesn't older, even have to wrestle. And he, his body gets a year younger. He is one of the very few people on the WWE roster that can come out, say something, hit one move, and walk out. And people are like, "Yeah, that felt good." Yeah. And Anybody then, else does that, and we're like, where's the match? We don't need to see our truth in a match. We also, just need to know what's up. He's also the same guy that can come out to a match and blame that, blame the idea that he lost his match on an imaginary friend named Little Jimmy. And people laugh and think it's great. It's, I it's mean, awesome. how many people can pull that off? Uh, Very not few. Many. Very few. Not many. <laughs> Especially in the WWE. Yeah. All right. Let's round this podcast off with what, to me, and I don't know, it looks like the majority of the people are really interested in this, too. The Continental Classic I has been love with this. so much fun. Tony Khan has already said that this is going to be a yearly thing, which is, I think is great. I don't know how it's going to necessarily pertain to whatever championship, but nonetheless, really digging well, I mean, this. I think it's, I think it's going to probably just boil down to a, a shot for the Continental title. Similar to what the G1 would be. Yeah, right. You get to, to face a certain champion. Right. Yeah, which would be great. I, I absolutely love it. Every week I'm looking forward to it. There's... So many great matches, and there's this week alone between Dynamite and Collision, seven Continental Classic matches, banger after banger. Oh, they're tearing through them. Not and a bad I, and one. I, and I'm not, not upset a bad about one. it. I'm not. I'm like, I'm almost. I'm. I'm almost sad that we're coming to the end of this because now we're gonna have to go to your standard professional wrestling programming, right? And I, I feel like so it's fun. gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be good for them. I feel like that it's gonna be necessary for AEW to do that. Uh, but man, am I gonna miss this? Because it's too. just like speculating. Because I don't know how many times you and I will just pull up the, we'll just pull up the cards, and 
will just speculate. Oh, well, if this person wins and this person doesn't win, you know, then this person will tie for this. And it's yeah. just been, it's been a, Could it be a oh, five way so in the blue fun. league? We just keep going like, like right so now we've speculation, got, you know. What, what was the one I was looking at? It's, oh, yeah, it's uh, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. They still have to, or I'm sorry, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, oh, that's I mean? happening like, this week on Dynamite, I believe. Like, even beyond the idea that it's another uh, Continental Classic match, like, this has. You know, they're both in the BCC and they right. have, you know, they train together and it's, mm-hmm. I- I'm just excited for it. Brian so had this fun interview, like afterwards when he was all done, his, his eyes all swollen after right. the match that he had with Brody uh, this week. And he... What a match. <sighs> wow. Wow. Fin- all right, finish what you're wow. saying, then we'll gush. So he had uh, his match with Brody. He had an interview afterwards. And he was talking about how, you know, the next person he's going to be facing in this Continental Classic is Claudio, his his BCC brother. And that, brother. you know, the way that the way that we brother. train, <laughs> he would be stupid not to attack my eye. Right. You know, like, I know this is coming. I know this is coming right. between the two of us. Like, I know this is going to be horrible well, is, for me. Well, what it kind of boils down to as well is, you know, the BCC is a team. They train together. Um, but professional wrestling is individual sport when it comes to tournaments like this. Yeah, they get it. So it's not a sign of disrespect because you take opportunities within the the sport you're training for. It would be almost disrespectful in that manner that if, if me and you know, the guy that I work out with are working out to maximize our capabilities and then we go and say, okay, we're going to compete in this competition, but I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure that I only do, just good enough that you and I tie like that's not fair to either one of us no. the idea is to push each other exactly and, and Brian said he didn't want that you know he wants right. exactly he wants everybody to give their all and it's interesting what they're <laughs> going to do here because th- that could be Brian's downfall and looking at the score here Brian's got nine points yep and Claudio Castagnoli's only got six so Claudio really needs these three points yeah Brian also needs these three points to solidify that that position. So both of them got a lot of stuff running on this match. So it would behoove Claudio to take the opportunities that Brian's talking about, and vice versa. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I've I, I'm excited for it, I, but I, I could see I could see Claudio walking away with the win with this. Yeah, to I like could see him nerf, too. To nerf Brian Danielson's chances of advancing forward. Yeah, to the sure. Finals. But, I mean, I would definitely not be mad if it came down to Brian Danielson and John Moxley running back that legendary revolution match that, you know, not to brag, got to see in person <laughs> when William Regal was there and BCC right. was actually uh, a thing. Um, right. No, it kind of looks like it might lead to something like that, Brian and John running that back, which was the conception of BCC. So that could be fun. But there's a lot of good stories to be told here. And you there's, know, a lot and there's good, some people that are out. There's a lot of good clearly. stories to revisit this as well. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, I just, uh, Daniel I just, Garcia's on zero points. Daniel's so out. Weak. Jay's out. Uh, Jay Lethal and Mark, Mark Briscoe. Briscoe are out. Roosh isn't looking great. No. Uh, Roosh, in the gold league. Roosh is one of those individuals that he has to have certain people have to lose and he has to win his last to be... I, yeah, yeah, to be yeah, because and he's going against Swerve. That's gonna be right. And you got Jay White gnarly. will be taking on John Moxley, and it's just like damn, yeah. it's tough sell. Gnarly. Tough sell. Roosh is gonna is gonna uh, advance forward. My guess is it's gonna be John Moxley and Swerve Strickland. Yeah, they got to be- run back that match because I'm sorry that match on Dynamite this week that ending was oh. horrific. 
But it will make sense if they have Mox and Swerve fighting for the final position at it World's would. End. It would. And be able to have Swerve rectify himself and get that win back and push John that to the well side a little bit. That well-deserved win. And John's had it. Oh, yeah. his glory, and he's a and huge fan of Swerve. But I this think, is the time. I think I think AEW did what WWE does to us all the time for once. Yep. And they got us. They played into, well, John always wins. Yep. You know what I mean? Mox always wins. John Cena always wins. Yep. But this is an opportunity that that underdog that everybody's like, no, they should have won, can actually get an yeah. even more meaningful. This is a redemption so song. So not only is this just for three points, this is for advancing to the to the pay-per-view. Exactly. You know, adva- and, and beating the besting, the best of AEW. Exactly. The, the sweetheart of AEW. And putting the well-deserved strap on Swerve. Right, 100%. Let's be real here. Well, I mean, it, yeah. But then who's he gonna who's he wrestling on 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 the blue league though? Like, am I fantasy booking this? Yeah, because let's go. Let's I, I think, be real. Because okay, if we're talking fantasy you. booking, I personally think Swerve's win winning gold. Okay, I think he's winning gold. He's gonna I'm beat John Moxley, and they're gonna move on. Brody, Brody King. Well, of course, Brody King. And yeah. I tweeted this. I tweeted Swerve this on Brody? Uh, on uh, oh. Collision. Coffee and wow. wrestling is one hundred percent a podcast that is biased towards large, meaty, tattooed men that have hate breed in their playlist for working out. Yes, i.e. Andy Williams and Brody King. Brody King. Anybody. Um, <laughs> Just Looking saying. at it, I Brody's don't... my dude. That Brody King's sick. another one of those individuals that he has to win his final match against Daniel Garcia, which he does have probably a good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also needs Andrade El Idolo to lose to Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie Because that'll put Eddie this. at nine, and that will leave three people at nine points. Yep. I just don't know match. if that's going to happen. Three-way match. Winner faces Swerve. Yeah. Because, come on. You want to see I'm Brian, sorry. Brody, That'll be and more than three. It will Eddie be going against each Brian, other? Brian, oh, Andrade, <laughs> Claudio, and Eddie would all have nine points. Andrade has nine points, too. I said that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would have a five-way tie. Just a brawl. I mean, let's go. That would be insanity. <laughs> Pure insanity. <clears throat> Let's uh, go. But yeah, I, I somebody's breaking something. I just don't think I don't think Brian Danielson's making it. I don't think I, as much as I love Brody King, I don't think he's going to be able to pull yeah. it out. Andrade I, would be fun. Man, I would love to see Eddie Kingston though. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know here. Eddie and Swerve. Oh, how am I supposed to pick a winner out of but that? Swerve and Brian fair. Danielson for a championship at World's End. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. Like Brody King, be damned. <sighs> wow. A fantastic job again at booking the participants of this continental oh, classic. Yeah. They really went all out. Even Daniel Garcia, who has no points, Mark Briscoe, um, uh, Jay Lethal, but who have gives, no points. There's there's storytelling. I was going to say, but tell all three me those, of those three, guys. Tell me those three aren't the ones that could earn the most from having such a devastating loss. Yeah. Well, Mark, even Mark Briscoe has said, like, this is technically my first year being a my singles rookie competitor. rookie year as a singles competitor, Like, right. it's all good that I didn't win. And yeah. I love that. I love the attitude of, yeah, it's all good. And Jay Lethal. I'm not he's mad been, at he's it. He's been teaming with, with Team Jarrett. 
mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's maybe ever that's since not he working has, out. Ever since he has, he's been on the losing end of everything. Right. Maybe Same he th- needs to branch out. And then Daniel Garcia, he has been like toying between sports entertainer. He's a and wrestler. Professional wrestler and doing what people want, not what he wants to do. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for them to develop that yeah. story to where Danny is just like, no, I, you know what? I did what everybody wanted me to do and look what exactly. it got me. It got me nothing. And he comes back that red death the fucking the one right. that is that when we first started watching we're like man yep. this dude's annoying because he just comes out and beats the, hell, the absolute hell out uh-huh. of people and just that's his only i don't need trait. anybody you right know? like it, and, and i don't it, remember who said that to him they, oh it was eddie yeah. eddie kingston said daniel you know i'm talking stand to you. on your own two feet you be don't your need own man. anybody yeah. you know and i think that would be great and eddie i think is really it's it's further telling his story his year he's had such a great year and it's probably the year that he's dreamed about since he was a kid oh yeah to be able to work in japan to be able to work with the people that he did to be able to hold the straps that he's able to hold yep but then here he got tested really hard he's not out but he's sure as hell not at the top either and for being the person that's putting the two belts on the line mm-hmm. he should be doing way better than he should so i think he also is really developing a story there i really love what this has done i i, I re- kudos I, to tony i love eddie kingston's character whether it's character whether it's not character and it's it's him as real as it can be like he claims there's no line is. you know uh, it, it i i enjoy the character because we've all been that individual in that individual that doesn't feel like you're good enough it doesn't feel like you belong it doesn't feel like that you've worked hard enough you do, it, it, we've all been that individual that We've had opportunities that we've screwed up. We've, you know, and I think everybody can resonate with somebody like Eddie Kingston. And this tournament has shown his not just weaknesses in, you know, not being able to get past Brian Danielson or, or you know, whoever else. But it's also shown like his strengths in even though that you've been kicked down, you've got to get up and keep going. Huh, that was really good. It, yeah, it's been a good good time for morals and lessons and progression and a lot of people's storylines I've, I've just absolutely loved this continental classic it's definitely I hope they do more like this they'll definitely be able to use a lot of this to develop a couple storylines yeah well. definitely definitely uh real quick just to cap off where everybody is at in the gold league we have john moxley with 12 points we have swerve strickland and jay white with nine roosh has six and mark briscoe and jay lethal have zero they are technically out uh, you have over on the Blue League, you've got Brian Danielson as well as Andrade El Idolo, both have nine points. Uh, Brody King, Claudio, and Eddie Kingston all have are tied at six, where Daniel Garcia is sitting at zero. Uh, all of these men have uh, one match left, so every single one of them have the potential to learn another three points before the end of the Blue League. And then will we see the... Whoever the I believe it's the last two, uh, the top two of each league end up fighting each other for the spot at World's End. Correct. The last two, the top two in the Gold League and the top two in the Blue League will face right. each other in Orlando at the Dynamite after Christmas. Right, right. The winner of each round League. will go on to face each other at World's End for the newly, uh, yes, newly designed and. Uh, title uh, the con- continental continental title right it's continental I don't know I don't remember what the title name of it is yeah I don't know if they've even like gone into details exactly what it's I don't going know if it's going to gonna be, be the continental title or... or if it's going to be something different don't it would know. make sense if it was a continental but then you have 
the intercontinental in WWE. Right. You have the international in AEW, yep. and you have the continental in AEW. Just very confusing. Yeah, that would be weird. So don't I know hope, what I, doing. I hope it's. I kind of hope it's not the continental title. Same. You know what I mean? Same. It would just be too confusing. Yep. I, Tony Khan's not making easy for podcasters. Yeah, exactly. We slip up easily. You're killing uh, us. <laughs> but I think uh, that is probably going to do it for this episode. We talked about a lot today. Talked about some AEW, yeah. some Ring of Honor, some WWE. I know we're a little bit behind. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming back and listening to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the couple of shout outs that we've seen over on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, You've been good and to Instagram, us on X. at CW Wrestling Pod. Um, you can follow yeah. my personal uh, X if you don't mind at a Bacon Party. I'd love to have any of these conversations. If you want to talk about the Continental Classic, like, let's do it. Yeah, I'm, X, follow us. Let's talk. You can follow me at Gunk Dudley at my own personal one. Uh, I'm not on there very often because I forget that it even exists. Every once in a while, I'll post something ridiculous on there. So follow me. Uh, follow Jamie. If you'll get the real interesting stuff, if you follow Gunk. Yeah, don't follow Gunk. I mean, follow, <laughs> yeah, if you want to. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be just pretty much me complaining about politics every once in a while and then just deleting it because I don't feel like dealing with people's conversation. But thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. If you liked what you've heard, make sure you follow us on all social media at CAW Wrestling Pod, X, Instagram, Facebook. I, I, I'm 99% sure I'm still haven't figured it out yet. I'm 99% sure we have a TikTok, same, same handle. I don't know if I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I got an email that people are following us. So we that's do have good. followers. Well, thank yes. you so much for following us. I might have to go on there and figure out how to use it. Uh, I know wrestling, and, wrestling and coffee. You're the man. Keeps, Thanks. Yeah, he keeps bugging us to get on there, so I promise we'll get on there. But I digress. Start your week right with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Posted every Monday morning at 4 a.m. So it's ready when you wake up. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in the next episode.